Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Council Fire. My name is J.K. Olderberg, and today I have AJ and Michael here with me today. Could you both please introduce yourself? Hey, I am Michael Shostak. I hail from Luapanu Lodge uh, in northeastern Pennsylvania. Currently reside in Philadelphia, though. I am the E17 section training advisor. Worn a couple different hats in my time in scouting. As a youth in 2013, I was the assistant jamboree vice chief of the program committee for then Project 2013. In 2017, when the OA staff at Jamboree then became known as Operation Arrow, um, I was the communications advisor underneath the program team. AJ, how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm AJ Kelly um, from Blue Heron Lodge, Virginia Beach, Virginia. You know, much like Michael, I was involved as a youth on the Jamboree side. Um, my first Jamboree, just in general, was 2005. And then I've gone to every national Jamboree since then. I was the youngest you could have possibly been in 2005. There was like an age cutoff slash first class, and I was below the age, but I was first class. First time I, I served on the OA staff in Jamboree was uh, 13. I was a truck guide. Um, and then served with Michael's team in 17 on the program and staff services team as the gatherings lead. And then in uh, 2023, I'm serving as the lead for the program and staff services committee. And Michael's my deputy. So happy to be here today and happy to be here with Michael. That is amazing. Thank you guys for being on today. So tell us a little bit of how you guys got your start in the Order of the Arrow. Well, I think it's similar to a bunch of how a bunch of people get to start, right? You're in a uh, scout troop, you're on the younger side, and you see a lot of the older, I guess, cool scouts with flaps on their uniforms, you know, and you're like, okay, that's a cool patch. Uh, how do I get that one? And then, you know, you see this thing that happens every year where all the people with the flaps on the uniform wear a cool white sash with a red arrow on it. And you're like, okay, well, now I want that too. And so it kind of started like that, you know, that that's a good branding thing, I guess, that the OA has. It's a very obvious thing, at least the flap and then especially the sash. And then from there, uh, you know, once you become eligible, a lot of good units are kind of encouraged their youth who are eligible to actually, you know, run for order the arrow candidacy. And, you know, kind of the rest is history. You know, I, I, I was successfully elected my first time for candidacy went through my ordeal and uh, luckily the lodge I joined was was really strong and still is Blue Heron Lodge. And uh, they made it very easy to balance troop life, um, schoolwork, and then make it as involved or as little as you wanted in the lodge while still, you know, maintaining contact with people. Uh, I definitely had a little bit of a different run there as my friends kept me involved. I was very involved with NYLT back home in my council. So for those listening, in case you don't know, National Youth Leadership Training, it's known as Great Expectations and Great Medicine in the Northeastern Pennsylvania Council. Big shout out to the youth and adults up there that are currently running it. And a lot of my friends through that were involved in our local lodge. They're like, Michael, you need to come to meetings and stuff. And my troop unfortunately folded right after I earned the rank of Eagle in 2010. And so I was a brotherhood member, but I wasn't active and involved in the OA. So if it wasn't for those friends that kept me involved outside of my unit that I knew through the council, I wouldn't even be involved today. But even the same reason that 
I came on staff in 2013 was literally just because friends recruited me to come and join the staff and in a leadership role. It was definitely too expensive for me to go as a Jamboree participant with my council because I definitely was eligible in 2010. But if AJ went in 2005, because we're the same age, I probably was eligible then as well. Um, but yeah, it just was, it, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was, I was, so I would have been 12 then. There you go. So I know, Michael, you briefly touched upon this, but what are you guys interested in initially signing up for Project 2013? So I'd never, I'd never been to Jamboree. And the team that I was asked to be on that now AJ and I are, are advisors for, it's secretly the best team. Um, but if you're asking all these people to come and do service, because basically what Operation Arrow is, is so if you think about the model of the OA Lodge, the OA Lodge exists to support the council. The council doesn't exist. The OA Lodge doesn't exist. So you have this big jamboree, which is scouting's largest event. And you have this OA staff, which is basically like the National Lodge then to make sure that a lot of the functions of the Jamboree are carried out. Aside from these young scouts are probably looking up to these kids and whatnot. So it was just like, this is a great way to make opportunity impact, but also go to a Jamboree. And it was the first time it was at the Summit Bechtel Reserve. So a lot of people were super hyped up about that. And a lot of AJ and I's friends who were in leadership roles at that time were going. So that made it easier to go. I think always like, not just with like a scouting event, but if you're going to the movies, you're going out with your friends, or you're going to like a coffee shop, what are you doing? You're probably doing or checking out what some of your friends are checking out. And I think that there's a lot of things to say about that as well as a lot of things to say about if your friends post that they went and voted on social media or something, you're probably more prone to vote or something. But yeah, it just was like, I don't want to miss out on this. It was worth going and doing. Um, then it was like 17 or 18 days in a tent. I think we're a little trimmed down to like two weeks or 15 days now. And you have to bring your own tent now, right, AJ? I'm, I'm actually a fan of that because you know what you're getting into, right? <laughs> it's not an Well, you, you always bring your hammock. You always bring your hammock anyways. It's it's hard to hammock at in a field though, I will say. Yeah, but my experience was pretty similar to Michael, but but different in a way that in 2005 and 2010, I was a participant with my council for both times. And by then it was kind of like, all right, I've done the Jamboree thing. This was back when they were at AP Hill. And I was like, you know, I want to do the OA side. In 2010, I can remember like very distinctly, it was kind of like a reactivation event for me for the OA. I got very involved early on. Uh, I was a chapter unit elections chairman which is a very difficult job for like a 13 year old to do and so i did that and got really burnt out i was like that was a great experience i think i'm done for, with the oa for a little bit um but then 2010 rolled around and i was 17 at the time for uh jamboree and i was like this is it this is like the last big scouting thing i'm going to do as a youth and at that same event, I think it was Preston Marquis was getting recognized for some type of uh, leadership recognition at the Jamboree. And he's also from Blue Heron Lodge. And I knew him from when I was still involved when I was younger. And I said, hey, you know, tell me more about the OA. Like, tell me what the OA does. I want to, you know, stay involved in scouting on like a youth type uh, existence for a little bit longer while I still can. And that's when he actually introduced me to Taylor Bobro, National Vice Chief for the Early Arrow. And um, from there, they're like, hey, you can do OA staff as a youth 
for a few more years, like a good amount of time. Like you can go to the conference, you can go to the Jamboree, there's, you know, high venture bases. And so I viewed it as, all right, I did the participant for 2005, 2010, I was ready to do staff, but I didn't want to just like go out into the, the ambiguous staff world that is the Jamboree because there's so many different places you can do staff. For me, it was a no brainer. Going to the OA was like, I already know some people there and it's still staff, but it's 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 a more, I don't know, it's it's kind of a closer knit staff because it's a staff that you, you do much more than just Jamboree with. You can staff with them at region events, not other national events other than just VOA. And it kind of goes back to what Michael said, where it's like, if your friends are doing it, you're a lot more prone to do it. And and it adds on to it where like, your friends kind of get you in the door to go to the event, but then you go to the event and you meet a lot more other people that become your friends. And then it's like a snowball event because now you're seeing those new friends at other future events and you're making more friends at future events. So it's kind of like a, compounding thing but that's what really made me want to go to the jamboree as the oa staff was my friends were doing it and i wanted to do staff and it was a no-brainer that's amazing the oa is constantly a place where we form these new bonds of brotherhood and friendship with each other uh on there you guys talked a little bit about how you guys met in 2013 as staff uh can you tell us a little bit about what are your favorite memories from project 2013 well i could tell i'll tell you about how we met aj because i don't know if you remember uh, vaguely, I know we, we met in very briefly and then yeah, I got looped in really quickly to a lot of things. It was very much in passing and AJ and I both did a lot of communication stuff, you know, way, way, even down to the unit level and whatnot. And one of our friends, Raymond, um, was the first ever youth to run all communications for the OA and we were working on something and he was like, you should meet AJ. And AJ just like appeared in the tent because AJ was going leading units up to the top of, I think it's called Mount Jack now. It used to be called Garden Ground Mountain. And yeah, we just quick, we just quickly met and like worked on a project together. And then maybe there was like one or two other times that we had talked during it and whatnot. But his friend Taylor that he mentioned was on the, the staff that I was on program. And so we hit it off really well. And so it was kind of like we just were already then connected after that. And we worked on a lot of communications projects together, as well as ended up being section chiefs together. Like I'm going down to E9. So former SR7A's conclave next month. And it's almost going to be like a decade of having gone down, but I haven't gone down 10 times, but we, but yeah, like we just met very much in passing, but hit it off for like the three times that we had interacted with each other. I'll let you say what your favorite thing about 2013 was AJ. And then I'll, I'll think what mine is. Mine, mine's going to be a little bit of a different experience than yours, Michael, because you were on the program team. I was on the Trek Guide team. So I already kind of knew what the Trek Guide team I was getting into because uh, Preston, you know, a lot, a lot of the things I did kind of link back to the people that helped give me the opportunities for them. You know, Taylor and Preston being some of the most prominent ones. Preston invited me to go to the Summit Shakedown in 2012, which was like, the pilot program for the OA expanding their footprint from being service core to a lot more. And the big, big thing that they wanted to do in 13 was the Trek Guide program. And so I did the Trek Guide shakedown in 2012 at the summit. And I went because, you know, I was in South uh, Eastern Virginia at the time, Virginia Beach. And it's like, you know, five and a half ish hours, maybe six. 
to get to the summit. So I'm like, okay, I'm driving distance. Um, makes a lot of sense. I wasn't really doing anything over the summer. So I went and I actually really enjoyed it. But anyway, my favorite part of 13 was national event they had there, the first jamboree there. So they were still for sure learning as they were going in 13. And my best experience was it was like Robert Gale and Ricky Angeletti who were kind of like the, they weren't the leads of the Trek guides because they weren't like the national chief at the time or the vice chief, but they were like chapter chiefs, which were section chiefs for the Trek guides. They were chapter chiefs that they were kind of like, uh uh, we are not hiking 15, 16 miles a day for 14 days. That's not happening. And so it, they like rallied everyone and basically made it so they got us buses to at least at the end of the day when we got down the mountain, didn't have to hike the would be like eight to nine miles back to Echo. And so it was them like helping, helping the program learn quickly and like make actions and appropriate actions very quickly. Um, and then also, you know, anytime you get, get ice cream at the summit, it's a great experience, especially when like they give it to you free without having to pay for it. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Like paying for ice cream is one thing, but getting ice cream free at like a region gathering, which the OA usually do, does at the Jamborees, one of the best experiences. Cause you know, who doesn't like free ice cream? We're calling them region rallies this time though. So keep keep that in mind. Every everybody everybody that's going to the Jamboree, whether or not you're on OA staff and your your respective region will be inviting you to a region rally. What I so I mean, there's definitely plenty of moments that were favorites for me. The whitewater rafting trip on the New River Gorge. It was like nothing else. We got really lucky. The the lead advisor for our um team, he strategically planned to get most of us in the same raft, actually, which was great. And I remember our guide, his name was Tarjay, and he would screw around with you. So he'd be like, okay, we're stro we're stroking, stroking, stroking. And then he'd be like, okay, paddle quickly. Like he'd mess around with us to pretend like we were going to hit something. We're all thinking we're going to flip off. We're cracking jokes with each other. And it just was a really, it was a really fun time and a, a great team building exercise. And I think like, of thinking to the real world. If you think about people in jobs, people don't do like a team building exercise enough with each other. Probably most of these people that were in the raft had never gone whitewater rafting before. I had gone whitewater rafting before and I really enjoyed it, but this was way more intense in a very good way. And so it was like something that like, I definitely had yearned for and that I really appreciated like getting to like, you weren't doing work with these people that you were working with all day. And for anybody listening to this that is going this summer, hopefully that's something you're able to experience. I can't comment on what you're going to get on your day off or if you're going to be able to whitewater raft, but I know that in, the, in 2013 and 17, the youth were able to go whitewater rafting. One other quick thing that AJ kind of made me remember and in like of me saying of like people that kept me involved in scouting, just like how AJ uh, mentioned Preston and Taylor for him. So for me, it was it was Jordan and a bunch of other friends that, you know, were going. Jordan was somebody that kept me involved, which was great, you know. And it's hard when you uh, go away to college for different people. And there's probably so many people that could relate to that. And so again, of like going and 
going on like a NOAC staff or a Jamboree staff that gives someone the opportunity that maybe lives in Pennsylvania, goes to school in Florida or Texas or whatnot, that they could go and do something and still be a part of something that maybe was a formative experience to them growing up. You know, it, it's hard for people to get involved back home and that's totally understandable. We shouldn't fault people for doing that, but there's definitely people who want to get involved in the program still. So AJ and I were just lucky, you know, we're in the middle of our time in college that, you know, we get the benefit of meeting more people from across the country and then staying more involved in a different way. Yeah. And if you're there for two weeks, you're going to do, you're going to experience a lot. So even if you're there for just one of the sessions, one week, it's, you're going to have a lot of good times in just a week. Yeah. I will say, um, for, for favorite things in 2017 was AJ and I, and we, pro- we probably clocked more than this, but I have that we did a 19.19 mile hike one day. Yeah, that's just one day. All right, which is, <laughs> I can do one day of that. But back to back, you, that's too much. <laughs> and we were with three, we were with three really good friends. We were with um, Anthony Peluso, Tanner Maris, and, and Rob Rodriguez, and... We just were like, we're going to do this. Um, the youth that we were advising were in a good place at that point, which we were really fortunate for. And Anthony and Tanner, they were youth leaders at that time, but they were looking to go up to the top of the mountain. So we were like, why not? Let's let's go with you and, and go do this. And it was a it was a great time. And Rob was the the lead advisor for the program team at that point, and he was also comfortable with where the youth were. You know, they were running the show, so we're like. We're just going to go and enjoy the outdoors for the day. And it was a great time hiking. Again, experiential, getting to know other folks aside from, you know, just doing service and whatnot. You were able to, like you're paying to go on that hike, basically. AJ, your are actually reminded me of something uh, from my experience in 2017 as a youth was we went up and we had a trek guide with us. And the whole time he was going up and he was smiling the whole time and talking to people, having fun. And that really got me excited to go into OA and like want to be part of it. So the Trek Guides did amazing work, but it is a brutal job. I remember that. Yeah, no, it it was fun being a Trek Guide. Like 13, I really don't remember a lot of the bad stuff about it. I mean, there wasn't a lot of bad stuff, right? But I don't, I don't remember how hard the job was. I just remember feeling satisfied at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I, bit, I did a lot of miles, but um, you left you know, with a unit that knew who you were, you knew about them and you got them excited about, you know, doing stuff other than the normal jamboree things. And you got them excited about the order they hear of too. Yeah. So, um, something that you made me think of, uh, JK, when you were mentioning the, your experience of seeing the Trek guides and being led up the, that mountain, something else that people probably remember that go and they're a jamboree participant and whatnot is that the OA are the first folks that greet them. So in 2013, there was no Ruby Welcome Center. You were in the middle of a field. And so all of us got up at 3.30 in the morning and we got over to this field by 4.30. There's no lights or anything either. You're in the pitch black. So I looked at my friend, well, AJ and I's friend, and and this guy's a character, Tyler Allen. And we have like 300 people in this field. And I'm like, Tyler, can you lead everybody in calisthenics right now? Because we had to get people, like, if if you're going to go and, like, there's a bus coming in in 15 minutes of people and people are just waking up as well or probably are asleep and you have to relay to them all this stuff they need to know about Jamboree as well as welcome them. 
got to be a chipper staff at that point. But yeah, like it's like the OA has these touch points. I think I'm going way, way back from like 20 minutes ago, you know, and they kind of function as like the national lodge at this jamboree to make sure this event happens. And so if you're the first people that are making that touch point, you know, that could impact these people, not just for a jamboree experience, but if they're like going to go home, am I going to stay involved in scouting? And what is that going to look at? So you just have a great way to make impact. And scouting is very different for so many different people. And obviously there's work that needs to be done of widening the circle and making it more inclusive to folks that haven't had those opportunities before. And like AJ and I are cognizant of that. And we're very fortunate, you know, for being in the room and being able to have those experiences. And I think that's something too, why we continue to do this and why we're advising now again for 2023. But we couldn't say no to the kids. When we met these kids in, in Dallas at the planning meeting a couple of months ago, great group of uh, young folks. Yeah, all, we have a good group of section chiefs this year and they're all laser focused on having a really good program for both the OA participants at the Jamboree on staff and as well as the program they're putting on for the Jamboree participants, which is the Summit Apex program. I think something we don't talk enough about in scouting is servant leadership in the outdoors and what you could gain from that, aside from what anybody could gain from an experience in the outdoors. And yeah, there's a little bit of a minimalist element to the jamboree, and that's not the ambient temperature showers, but it, it, it's not AJ just bringing his hammock rather than maybe bringing the full tent this time. But yeah, there's something there's something to gain from that. We're like, you only have so much. And what do you do? What do you do with that within the experience that you're in? So I think those are like life things that then are transferable for folks. I know I've been looked at like I was crazy when I said going as a youth in 2013 was one of my top three most formative scouting experiences. AJ, I don't know where you rank yours. I would say it's it's way up there. So I went to the uh, I think it was 2012 NOAC, and I, that's probably the the largest one. But 13 was like the first time I served on staff for an event that the OA was at. Yeah, I, I went, I was a lodge officer in 2012. And because of Jordan Hughes, like I mentioned before, from my lodge, he was on staff for NOAC, but he was like, do you want to run a training session? I'm like, oh, yes, but can I still be with the lodge contingent and everything? So I went and facilitated a training session three mornings on developing your youth officer team, which was awesome and totally in my wheelhouse. Going back to the MYLT comment from before, again, how friends kept me involved in scouting. Yeah, it was it was my first time serving with the OA on staff as something. And it I mean, I've done staff ever ever since then, pretty much. So definitely super transformative, at least in my uh my OA experience. So I think in 13, it was one one of the first times that so as a track guide, we had a new unit every every day basically we were taking a new unit up garden ground now called mount jack every day for the program and not every unit was a super chipper right <laughs> so it i definitely learned a lot on how to get people encouraged and enthused and motivate them because you can tell some of the people in some of the units were not about it and in some units every single person wanted to hike up so it really taught me how to quickly identify who were leaders within a unit and then lean on them to encourage the others in their unit to, you know, successfully hike up. 
the mountain. And I mean, it's depending on which route you took, it wasn't easy. I don't think there is an easy way up that mountain, but it really helped me, you know, develop my skills of identifying the natural leader within the unit. It wasn't always the SPL. Like it could have just been another patrol member that just had this charisma around them to motivate the people that they were with during the Jamboree to hike up the mountain. So I think that was something that was huge for me in 13 was, you know, working with a unit and getting them up as a, as a team. That probably was transferable, not just like on a team for school or at your job now, but probably for when you, what were you 23 when you became Scoutmaster? 21, like the youngest. Yeah. So yeah. And how long were you Scoutmaster again? So like you had to probably just like, about five years. Yeah. So you probably had to evaluate then of like, hey, is the SPL like good as the leader at this point? Or is the patrol leader going to be the person that's going to step up and support them and whatnot? For sure. And it was, it really helped to identify like the future leaders, like the, the kid who was like a 12 year old who wasn't yet a patrol leader or a staff member and say like, hey, have you, have you thought about running for you know this position? It definitely helped with that. Yeah. There is another program, JVC, but it is Summit Apex program. And Summit Apex, yeah, Summit Apex is this. So Trek Guides is is not happening this time. So the OA, of course, uh, you get asked by the BSA, we want you to do this huge, big project to impact scouting and, and the scouting program. So there's this big outpost. I'm, I'm using air quotes here for everybody that's just listening. Uh, outpost style aspect and anybody that comes to the jamboree can come to it and what they're going to do is they they go through for this day-long event um, there's going to be a lot of fun program it's going to be like a festival it's going to end in the evening with like a rally but there's going to be things that are going to allow folks to reflect on their time and scouting and hopefully will energize them to go back home and and, and really set a foundation and i know we say that so much in scouting that we're like, we want you to bring this back home. But I think that's the most important thing when you go to some of these events, it doesn't stop with the conversation or the friend that you have or that you meet then at some of these national events. Rather, that's it's gotta keep going, build that connection from there. And then just like I said, I'm going down to AJ's Conclave next month. This might be the eighth time or whatever, You know, share those things and build up to make sure that things are better for yourselves back home aside from making that friendship. But yeah, so there is Summit Apex. Jake Whitley is the Summit Apex program, JVC. Carter Stoner is JVC, uh, who AJ is directly advising and that I'm supporting and advising. It's a really unique setup and it's amazing. I'm so excited for it. And I cannot wait to see everybody there at Operation Arrow this summer. So thank you both again to AJ and Michael for being here today. And I will see you guys next time.